Hi, uh, this is Mark Archer from Alternate. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency. This is Slipmat, and you're in tune to the On The Rave. On The Rave. On The Rave! Podcast. Watch your bass spins, I'm telling you. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Um, I am that chip-frying, beard-dying motherfucker from Biker who hosts the longest-running weekly episodic podcast in the history of all Biker Gav. You missed me out of there, Gav. A real podcast. I am the sick, sick doctor. is a fucking bellend liar. I am definitely got a chest infection. I'm Addy. Addy seriously needs antibiotics. Fucking anyone. <laughs> send me them. Carry a pigeon. High spend, please. <laughs> Care of Pat's window. Uh, either way, welcome to the On The Wave podcast. Um, Addy is sick. And uh, you'll have to put up with these dulcet tones, you know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, seriously, I'm not Tony Fury. Yeah, he's he's trying. <laughs> he's trying. He's down just to uh, to pull himself together, but he's under the weather. I'm trying. Know. I'm trying. I've been out a long time today. Yeah, as, yeah. Well, we've just been to taco for tacos. Tacos were delicious. Yeah, to try and make me feel better. I thought it might like blow some of the. Go on, you're gonna make noise in any case. This is Addy making noise with lozenges. Oh, sweet. He forgets that this is like. You know, an audio thing, and that everyone can hear. Everyone's going to be able to hear him clacking that. I'll tell you what, let's cover the sound of you clacking that by playing a bit of a tune, shall we? Oh, that's a good idea. Well, we start all of these podcasts the same way, with a little bit of Raver's Choice. Uh, Addy's been thumbing through his Facebook, as he always does. Thumbed it in. He thumbed it in. um, uh, And he's picked a blinder. Addy, what are we going with today? Uh, We're going with uh, DJ Fantasy and Gemini, Never Tried the Hippodrome. And it was picked by Chris Goffin. Right, spot on. Thank you very much, Goffy. Um, let's get going with some robust choice. Hippodrome, I'd rather take a thing. 
podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm, to download mm-hmm, and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave you can find us on twitter at on the rave you can find us on youtube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on instagram that's my favorite one then where you can find us on the rave with addy and gav where you can see pictures of what addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent off all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh goodness! Oh, it's good. Take the I'll stop crunching and start sucking out. You will definitely. Addy, what was that? That was Raver's choice. That was DJ Fantasy and Gemini. Never try the Hypnodrome. There we go. Uh, Spotty Dog, well, let's just keep rolling on with the podcast. Seeing as Addy's ill and time is money. Money is um, power. Money, uh, what time money, is money? Money, money, money. Money is power. Money. The power is held by the man who withholds antibiotics. Dr. Dickhead. Dr. Dick, do you, do you know what his real name was? Dr. Dickhead. He's <laughs> Dr. Dickhead, MD. Way. There we go. Um, sound, well, um, this month we've decided to get... Uh, a little bit interactive with our audience and get our patrons on the show. Um, it was just, like just come from somewhere that doesn't exist. Scott. Well, that's it. Yeah, um, our actual first guest who comes from somewhere that doesn't exist because the first time round, oh, the technology let me down, didn't it? Did for Uncle Paul it did. Yeah, um, but we'll get back on with Uncle Paul. Now he's now he's moved the path that also doesn't exist. Yeah, well that's it. 
Um, but all the way from the land down under, our wonderful, wonderful patron, Coops Deans, is here with us. Coops, how is it going? It's, it's going all right. And as you can tell by my accent, I sound really, really Australian. Because I'm probably... From Straight a, out of Sunderland. I'm not from Sunderland. I'm not Macken. Didn't make it bite quick there. Didn't like. start. No, I'm actually from Peterlee. Never. I am. No, with that, with that, with that <laughs> no, big accent. I would never, have, I would never have guessed you were actually originally from Peterlee. But you've been living in Australia recently. Aye, for about nine years. For about nine years. Yeah, I live in Brisbane. Right, Sam, what do you do in Brisbane? Um, what do I do? Um, I work with uh, kids in foster care, so um, just helping them secure the placement so they don't end up in residentials and yeah. Man, so that's a class job. I totally would crumble under the pressure of doing that job. I think it's probably probably because I just don't, I just don't do well around kids. To be fair, like proper kids. Or <laughs> I, do you I mean, couldn't like, eat a whole one. No, but that's I just like I don't know. I like giving kids back. Are you looking for the cat there? Yeah, yeah. There was, was a jingle of a cat climbing to a window, and Addy looked. I was just expecting <laughs> expecting toadfish to perch here. Oh no, Tony's the one that doesn't make noise. Uh, we're recording in a different room because it's hot upstairs. It's hot as fuck. It's hot upstairs, so we're recording downstairs in the living room. I forgot how hot the biker wall was, actually. Yeah, yeah, you used to live around these parts as I well, did didn't I, you? On so you've been subject to the, the biker community heating phenomena. Pay a lot of money and don't use it all summer, but by God, do you rinse it in the winter? Oh, summer, summer's the worst though. And yeah. the smell, the smell of pigeon shit on your veranda, and yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I'm lucky not to have one of those little verandas. Although I don't know, my missus would probably love a little veranda to stand and vape one. Like you couldn't stand on them though. They were diseased with pigeon shit. It was like four inches worth. Oh, was that before they put all the netting on them to stop them coming I, in? It was really, really bad. Did you know there's a colour around here called biker green? Um, the colour that the wall was all originally play painted in is called Biker Green. And apparently the people in Biker have got some sort of like claim or copyright to it. Uh, like, a good friend of mine, the person who owns the house that we're recording in, Tony Fury told us about it, so I'll get him to clarify his bullshit. And I'll, uh, <laughs> that very well could be bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but no, oh, it's called Biker Green, man! Um, but yeah, it's so a sound. It could be true. Do you want to know a story though? I, like when I lived in Peterlee, I always wanted to escape. So I used to play the Nick off school, come through here. And I always wanted to live on the to bike. The, to the bright sides. Well, yeah. I wanted to live on the bike wall because I'd learned about it in geography. And did I was like, really wanted to live on the bike wall. And it's what the I did, only thing that they I did see, see Newcastle from space. <laughs> the bike wall? Yeah. Is it? I, I, I want you that so bad to be a fact, but I know you just... I want that to be a fact, but uh, he just picked up a rum and coke while we were going, so whether or not that is actually Lubrication gospel. is needed, listeners. Yeah, lubrication for that throat and for just the socialness of the occasion as is. Yes. Well, it's meant to have you here on the show. Um, it's so it's much for you to be, uh, be here and get on the river and have some banter about some tunes there. So uh, let's just crack on and do the first section of the podcast, uh, which is early influences. So... Who played the music in the house? Where, like when you were, when you were younger, who were the early people who pushed music on you? Um, probably me mum would be the um the main person. So like I lived, I grew up with me mum and me stepdad, and like there was a little bit of a generation between them. Um, mum was a bit older and she was like more eclectic with her mm. music. Right. Um, so I was brought up like heavily on things like Black Sabbath and Cream, Rory Gallagher, right. Um, also Beatles, yeah, uh, Jimi Hendrix, all of, all of these people that my mum had actually seen live yeah um and she was like so pretty much just classic rock I, yeah but like she just i don't know i actually like 
later on, like before she died in that, and um, I think uh, Bob Dylan, like in his later days, he played at the arena. Right. And um, me and my mum went to see him, and it was just like, it was mint, do you know what I mean? I mean, I know he's getting on, he can't sing as good as he used to, but it was just like to share that experience with her. Yeah. But like, that's all the stuff I was like brought up with. I mean, some of the stuff I, I didn't like so much, um, but it was still worth listening to. And then she, she also liked a lot of blues as well, so right. I just got like, I just got to hear everything because of her. And um, my stepdad, he was more, he was more of like a, um, in a kind of rock and roll. So then I had all that kind of influence as well. He was a big Elvis Presley fan. I was gonna go to Elvis. That was that was my key. Yeah, was like, was he an Elvis man? Buddy Holly, you know, um, all that kind of stuff as well. So I got to listen to to all that. So it was just it was whoever I was in the house with is what I got here. Yeah. But there was always music playing. Yeah, was it their collections or was it just like their choice of radio station? No, it was their collections. Yeah. That um me stepdad still got. It's all in the loft. Yeah. Um vinyl or I oh. all vinyl. We love vinyl. We love yeah. vinyl. Like my mum's vinyl collection was like, you know, it was epic. Yeah. I mean I think she I think she sold a bit in the end and then she she put she like got a lot burnt on a CD and stuff like that. Yeah. Because like the move from a big house into a like a little bungalow type it thing. Does, it does take up a lot of space. Yeah. Um, but I and it's heavy as a bastard. Yeah, that's the thing with vinyl though. There's something nice about actually having the physical version of it that you put on and press play with. Like, I need, I need, I need some sort of new vinyl playing device. Like, because I've got so many records upstairs right. that I've bought and that I've like never played. So, yeah. But even me nan, um, I mean, I lost my grandparents like when I was really young, and especially my maternal grandparents, like when I was five and then eight, my grandma went. But I just remember she had one of those like really old-fashioned record players that were like, it looked more like a table, like a space-age kind of table thing. Oh, my nan, I had one of them I... in the hallway. And you could you open the lid up and yeah. it had like the little slot where you could put the records. Well, that's, and then... how, that's how record players used to be. Yeah, that's oh, it. That's it was me. all it was all built in with the felt line speakers underneath and stuff like yeah. that. See, it was for years, I didn't know what that was. And then just one day when she was dusting yeah. it, she took the lid, she took the stuff off it when I was living for, with her for a little bit. Um, she took the stuff off it and dusted it and went, opened it. And I was like, eee! Like I'd seen that in a house for years and years and didn't realise it was a record player, man. Well, she used, she used to never like, kind of mess around with it and stuff like that because she was really anti-TV and it was like, um, the only TV she ended up having was like this black and white portable. And right. like where you had to do the dial. Yeah, yeah, you have to tune the channels in like, manually. The thing about the thing about me nan was that she um she was like she was forty when she had me mum, so she was like really, really old. So like the kind of music she had was really remember this one album? It was like Hawaiian uh, volcano summoning music. So we used to just put it on and do like the whole like fucking thing. Aye. That's amazing. I know. Uh, that's class. I love a bit I love a bit of ukulele. You know what it is? I got I, I got a ukulele. I just keep twenty thousand steps. Twenty thousand steps. <laughs> twenty thousand steps. Well, one, you've only got little legs, though. That's probably only like twenty thousand. It's probably only like two thousands of mine. It's just a bit of competitiveness with the step thing. Do you take more steps than them? Yeah, all yeah. the time. All I've been ill all the time. You know. Yeah. You want to take advantage of someone? In I reckon spirits. there's probably some sort of definite scientific fact that we're going to link this to to do with like the length of the bones from hip to knee and knee to foot. I can make up any old shit. You can make up any old yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, you could, couldn't you? Yeah. You'd get away with it as well because he's an absolute tinker. Yes. Also, <laughs> despicable. Yeah, this, the despicable tinker. <laughs> the habitual <laughs> length stepper. There's only one despicable person in here, which is ginger as fuck. Ooh, dear me. Orange. Well, before, before, this, uh, before this gets into uh, full on actual fights, 
let's uh, pick a tune to represent all these uh, early influences then. Oh, I'm actually, so, I'm actually gonna go for like the northeast band, and this I picked this one because this was like I just remember being on on a Sunday when she was doing her cleaning, right? And I loved it, and I just and it kind of, it kind of combines her and my stepdad in a way. So um, that animals House of the Rising Sun. Oh, that's an absolute belter. I don't think we've played the animals before. No. I used to work in a bar, I think owned by the son of one of the guys from the animals, Tedious Link. Um, but yeah, um, cool. Let's play a bit of animals and this is House of the Rising Sun. Away. 
way and there you have it that was a little bit of how to the rising sun by the animals local and, band and there is a house in new orleans officially yeah yeah that's yeah. it there's probably a few that reckon that that is actually the house of the rising sun how many of them have got that that claim to fame do you think Addy? 12. 12. <laughs> Addy's audio assisted today by the Squatch Mike again. Um, I don't know what sounds worse though, him normally or him on the Squatch Mike. I don't know either. Yeah. I'm sure we're about to find out because we're about to start section two and Addy, guess what? What's that going on? It's only a two to one. I'm confiscating it. You just you're <laughs> confiscating it. There we go. It's a two and a one. Um, and Coops has chose to play a wild card nice and early. So let's have a bit of crack about finding your own feet right. before we actually reveal the two tracks that we're going to play. So after the music that was pushed on you by your ma or spending time with your nana's records, uh, <laughs> what sort of thing? Your nan wears Crocs. Yeah, yeah. Your, nana, your nan wears Crocs. It could be worse. Yeah, da. It's in there. Your works, one of the, the one of the holes, one of the graffiti <laughs> on the walls. Just your dad wears Crocs. Yeah, there you go. Everybody wears Crocs in Australia with socks as well. Crocs and socks. Crocs and socks. The yeah. criminals, <laughs> all criminals, 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 stealing things, ruining fashion. I'm guessing that's where sliders come from. Yes. Flip flops, bastards. Flip flops. The sliders and thongs in the mullet. Yeah, we all have mullets. Yeah. Steel. Like. And rat's tails. <laughs> <laughs> I think, what's it? That's it. All criminals. Well, that's it. Why do you think I want to be back? Yeah. I can't stand it anymore. Feel better amongst your own. Yeah. Yeah. All descended from criminals. Evil, after a short uh, Australian right. ration lesson, <laughs> um, let's crack on and actually talk about finding your own feet. So, what sort of tunes were you finding? Um... Well, I think I actually let my mum down by the first record I ever bought, and it was out in Pocket Money from Woolworths, like you did back in the day, because that's where you went for your records. Yeah, yeah. And um, your tiny cans of pop. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, like, and your steel out of the fucking... Out of Sweeties. The, yeah, your Pick always. Picking Yeah. That's where I got my first Pez as well. I, 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 I what stole. was your Pez dispenser? Yeah. What yeah. was the first ah, one? Mine was Donald Duck. Go. Cool. I think it was a Mickey Mouse one. Uh, it's pretty shallow, I didn't. I couldn't tell you what... The first one I got was, but I can tell you that there is one currently just up there in this room. Um, uh, there's a Pez dispenser there, a Star oh. Wars one. Um, and he has been sat there for quite some time. I think the actual Pez is probably dead. That's epic. But the dispenser is still in its my pocket. Favorite, my favourite flavour of Pez was cherry, though. The cherry ones? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like back then I always quite liked the lemony ones. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I don't know why. It's like Pez. It's great. Yeah, just knock the head back. You know, I think in the end I'd often just get bored of knocking the head back and just open in. the packet got, and haul them in. You got a Pikachu one? I've got a Pikachu one, so one kind of gives them for my birthday. Oh, there you go. Pikachu, Pez. Um, but anyway, back to me record. Well um, done. It was, it was a seven inch version Segway. of KC and the Sunshine Band, give it up. That was the first record I ever bought, but that's not what I'm choosing to play, so just don't go there. No, that's but right. I think I think I'll let my mum down and then the I first don't mind a bit of KC and the Sunshine, but I think Walking on Sunshine is an absolute tune. I think I just I don't know. I don't know why I bought it, I just must have liked it. And then the first album I ever bought was uh Duran Duran Rio. And I've still got it. Uh was it because of the exotic cover? No. You just like the music. Because like, you wanted to travel. 
I was in the Duran Duran at the time. Like, all my mates were in the, like, uh, Madonna and shit. And I was just like, nah. He had bullets as well. Segway. was tedious link. More what? tedious linking. Bullets. Mullet. Australians, criminals, <laughs> and we're back in the game. Duran Duran. Yeah, full circle. I think I just li- literally listened to anything back then, anything that I could kind of get my hands on, because I wanted to kind of rebel against my mum, you know, when you're in that age, where oh. you're just like, even though, like, now, I think the music she listened to was amazing, and it, like, really influenced us. Back then, I was like, nah, I don't want to listen to that, it's shit, and I'm just going to listen to anything I can get my hands on. Yeah, just to rebel for rebel's sake. I, oh. I kind of didn't like the 80s very much and I was like Duran Duran was the only kind of band it wasn't like until like later like 88 89 when I really started to kind of get into music um and obviously it was all like it was like what was it was saying the second summer love so it was all like the acid house coming through and stuff like that uh, um, but obviously I was too young to kind of be raving to be where yeah where I looked like a nine-year-old anyway um so it was just like listening to the music and the only way that we could listen to music that we really wanted to was obviously it was Peter Lee and they started doing these Leisure Centre discos and it was like the under 18s discos. Yeah, yes. was, that was the scariest disco in the area in the world. Eh? I think that was probably the scariest disco It wasn't, it wasn't. And it was, um, After being in Peter Lee for the grand total of an hour of the week, I can guarantee that was a scary disco. What were you doing in Peter Lee for one hour? I he, got there by mistake. He got lost in Peter Lee. I got the wrong bus trying to go to Dalton Park and end up in Peter Lee. Were well, you going to go to the Adidas shop at Dalton Park? Yes. Was there anything good? No, there wasn't. No, oh. there wasn't. I'm, I'm really, really disappointed because that's like shit. one of the big things why I come home is just to like totally top up on my Adidas collection. Yeah, I love a bit. Shit. I love a bit of the three stripes. Can't stop it. Mm-hmm. Every day. It's got to be three stripes. He wears the wrong brand of trainers. I keep telling him all the time. <laughs> it does. This is true. Yeah. The brand of the three stripes is the right brand. It just is. Yeah. Uh, music. But, Back to the Leisure Centre discos and um I so there was some fucking Adidas pants at those Leisure Centre discos though. Was that well, one where were there was it was it much high tech ones? High tech ones. Oh there was lots of high tech. And then um, oh what was those what was those baseball boots everyone used to wear? British Knights. No, British Knights, aye. Big British Knights. Big kids. Because yeah, big fat tongues. There was a lot of But there's another one as well that you're leaving out troop. Troop were big like that. I didn't know that one. British Knight and Troop. I don't know, I had no battle. Like, I don't I know. Know. A battle. A battle for skater shoes under card supremacy. They wouldn't even like, fucking skater shoes. Those fucking weird fucking ass shoes. But it was just, it was just, a, it was like a really exciting time because there was loads of different, like there was loads of like, everyone was into different things. So there was a lot of like the hip hop crowd and there was a lot of break dancing happened. And then, um, you know, there was lads turn up the disco with the massive clocks around the necks and stuff like that. Stool off their mom's kitchen wall. Uh. But, um, Harvey, chill out, you'll bring it back, man. So, He's just going to solder it to this <laughs> chain for five. So it was, it was just exciting times. And um, obviously, um, a, another fellow person from Pete Lee, uh, Tony Daly, who runs uh, five, eight, six records in the tune. That's how we met, was through the um, Leisure Centre Disco. So um, he came and saw, I had a little exhibition today, and he, he, he popped in. And we were saying, like, how someone said, oh, how do you know? So oh, we've known each other like 30 years, do you know yeah. what I mean? And we scored, let's just send the discourse together. It was like, but that was the place to go for music because obviously we couldn't get in anywhere else. Oh, well, I definitely couldn't anyway. Another thing about the Let's Just Send It Discourse was um, obviously just 
getting boozed up. So I was really into woodpecker cider at the time. So bright like, orange woodpecker. Aye, crazy so, as fuck. Yeah, it was heartburn in a can. Yeah, I didn't get heartburn. Was I like 14, 15 years old? But yeah, um, it definitely you get, give you a bit of wind. Yeah, when you get to being an old man, that the heartburn cuts into place. Like last week, you know, fighters with the sharp fruits crippled us. Sharp fruits <laughs> is proper rank, man. You'd have, you know what it is? You'd have better joy going to fucking Sergeant Peppers and actually getting the kind of woodpecker, the bright orange cider that Probably. just has never ever been anywhere near an apple. <laughs> like, I don't know how I drank it for years though. But yeah, I used to just get really, really pissed and then. Peter Lee, you didn't any better. No, we didn't. It was either that or Thunderbird, but I used to wipe you pretty badly off Thunderbird. Off the Thunderbird stuff. Aye. The MD as well, the um, like the MD twenty twenties. All the different flavours. I didn't, I wasn't really into them, everybody else was, but I just, I just thought Thunderbird was better until, like, you Because of the poets? No, it's just... I was classy, QC Sherry, until I found Buckfast, of course. QC Sherry in Guinness, nobody fucking dare ask you for any of that shit. When I was at school, I used to drink brown ale, for that reason, because no one wants to drink brown ale. When you're a kid. No, a kid, nah, nah. When everyone was on the loggers and stuff like that, I'd buy Strongbow and everyone would pull a face at you. See, I don't like Strongbow. I'd say it was just hot burning a can. I'll tell you what was good though, like pot. I was dead into pot because it was the one thing that you could nick from people's parents' ah, houses. True, like, and true. then like pop out got you pissed really quickly. Pot. I never really dug into the port and stuff <laughs> like that. Like With WKD Blue <laughs> makes a lovely pint of Vinto. Oh, it does, I treat you. It does, I treat you Vinto very nice. What's that? Port, Port WKD Blue makes Vinto. Port Blue Wicked? I didn't know what it is. No, 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 you've got to go for at least a treble measure and get a 40 bottle. Like that, pour it in. It tastes exactly, exactly like mint like Vinto. Vinto. That sounds like danger, that does like. Oh, I. It sounds like. You should do with danger. loads of uh, cheeky Vinto. Oh, um, Rafferty's. <laughs> Guaranteed, you know, in Rafferty's. Yeah, Rafferty's is it's like. It's the Moore's Isley Cantina of drinking establishments in Newcastle. Love Raff's like. Yeah. Love you, Raff's. I like the amount of times we've spent nights in Rafferty's banging trebles until we can't see. The other voice you can hear in the background for anyone who's only initiated is actually my landlord, Tony. Hello. Um, You've already had, uh, had a mention, actually, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, he, just, he just come to join me for five minutes because he was bored, basically. Like, But we'll just crack on. So let's talk about the actual tunes. All um, right, wait. That you picked, so. Wait, I'll just go into it because, like, obviously, like, my music tastes were expanding. And then, um, obviously, once I got, like, the 15, 16, then the whole Manchester thing, like, blew up. Yeah. And that was it. I was just like, what is this? And who are these people? And just give me more, give me more. And um, I, obviously, yeah, one of my favourite bands of all time is the Stone Roses. And, yeah. and I love them. And it's probably the only band I haven't seen. Like the whole Spike Island thing. There was no way my mum was going to let me get on a bus and go down there and, and see my favourite band. But I managed to get to see like the Charlatans and Spiral Carpets. I saw uh, Happy Mondays at Whitley Bay Ice Rink. Amazing. Yeah, with Clint Boone, right? When I went to see the Spiral Carpets at the Mayfair, Clint Boone saved my life. I was getting crushed at the front. He signalled that the bouncer to pull us out. I was like covered from like my neck down because I'm only I'm only a midget. And um, I was just covered in bruises. Oh, don't tell You're that. not a midget, like, you're little, but you're definitely not a midget. Like. I'm, um, I think I'm about half an inch off being a midget, officially. No, but I'm sure it's not the height that makes you a midget, isn't it? The, the, the unproportionate... 
Don't make claw sounds like they're not like. Because they're making still stubby. That's stubby fingers. Oh, is that stubby fingers? <laughs> stubby fingers. That's what you were doing, like it's lobster stubby, hands. It is actually the height that makes it rigid. Yeah. It's the height that it's makes the it rigid. It's the height, aye. It's not the. Being that's, 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 that's dwarfism. dwarfism. That's a whole different kettle of fish. So I'm not scared of midgets, I'm scared of dwarfs. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Well, there you go. We're learning something new every day. Yeah. Yeah, we're learning something new every day. Aye, but I, I loved going to see bands and that. The first band I ever went to see was at Middlesbrough Town Hall and it was the Soup Dragons, which, you know, it was a bit underwhelming, but um, yeah, the support... The support underwhelming. <laughs> Amazing. The, the su- only band I ever saw at Middlesbrough Town Hall were Wheatus. Really? So, yeah, that was another one where you could just describe the whole gig as underwhelming. But as no, well. but the support band was a band called Shaq from Liverpool and I absolutely loved them. It was amazing. Um, oh, so after that, I just went to see loads of bands and stuff. And um, I even went, drove me and my mates down uh, to Blackpool in my mini for the uh, day tripper, which was riding the charlatans, which was probably like the best gig that I've ever been to in my life. Um, but still, the track I want to pick, which is probably, and I want to play in my funeral, and I told everybody, if it doesn't get played in my funeral, I'm going to come back and haunt every fucking well, for this is, eternity. Well, this is podcast, it's immortalised your request forever. Yeah, that's it. So uh, Stone Roses, I Am The Resurrection. Sound well, let's play a little bit of Stone Roses and then we'll talk about track number two. Cool. So, um, for the first part of the early influences, this is the Stone Roses, and the tune is called I Am the Resurrection.
Ah, oh, there's now like a little bit of the Stone Roses. I love a bit of the Stone Roses. I've been to the Stone Rose Bar in York, which is all themed on the Stone Roses, and that's a, a class place. But that was Eye of the Resurrection. I'd rather be at Rez. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, it, it does sort of like, it, it points you back into a ravier way, isn't it? Just the name of that. Indeed. Indeed. It's a very well, long track. Yeah. Good. We like, we like, we don't mind the long track, do we? I love a long We've played a lot of that. He loves a long end. That's what she said. In any case, let's move on to the second part of the wild card. Pa 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 and then I got a chance to go to Germany to an anti, anti-Nazi camp. Like, it was anti-fascist camp. Right. It was in Nuremberg for a week. It was great. And this is where I saw this act. And um, they just changed everything for us. Like, and this, right. this scene has been, like, really kind of... Right. The, the, the name of them, they're fundamental. Yeah. Um, and they were Asian, like, hip-hop band. And they were just absolutely amazing. And I hadn't seen anything like it. And they were seen as a bit extremist and that. But it, you just have to, like drill down and understand where they're coming from and like in the lyrics and stuff so yeah. what sort of age were you when you were at this camp um i would say 17 yeah and we got a we got a we got a bus there and the bus broke down in belgium and like the bus they picked up 13 lads from glasgow first before they came to newcastle and then there was loads of us from newcastle and then um and then by the time like we broke down in Belgium, like there was vomit all over the bus and everything. Cause so, like, sounds like trouble to me, like. Uh, yeah, it was in like the whole. Sounds like nothing but trouble. Yeah. In the whole, the Go. whole camp. Oh, I might no, I might have been a bit old actually. I might be eighteen, nineteen. They just drive through Calais as well with all the cheap booze and stuff. That wouldn't have. Aye. Aye, well, there you can. Wait, was that whole route? Like, we had to pick people up in Sheffield and everything and then kind of go up. And then it took, like, 33 hours to get there. And Holy shit, 33 yeah. hours on a bus. And then we were, Damn. like, we were all, like, camping in tents for a week. And then, yeah, and trying not to get our heads kicked in. And you were there by all these fash and stuff. But when you're with loads of Glaswegians, like, nothing's going to happen to you. This is lovely people from Glasgow, man. They're amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I do but anyway, uh, fundamentals and the track I've chosen is President Propaganda because it's mint. Sound? I see no better. Not there is no better reason. Right, okay, I've been beaten to it. So, are you going to introduce it? I don't know what the fuck it is. Well, that's New it. Idea. Yeah, that's it. Because yeah. I'm professional. <laughs> this is it, fundamental. Something about something. Presidential propaganda. Getting together again as they did at the turn of the century, but they got together to carve up Africa.
That was the fundamentals with presidential propaganda, and that was the second early influences tune. Um, and before we crack into the first ray of memories, we're going to do a first on the podcast. We are. Um, we're all going to do a synchronized fortune cookie opening. Yes. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's open my fortune cookie. Yeah. I can't even get mine open. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm open. Like this, like this. Right, here we go. Let's find out what the fortune is. How many of them will be repeats? Take advantage of an up-and-coming opportunity. Ooh. You will be successful in your career. <laughs> you had that this morning. That's in my gene pocket. Your troubles will cease and fortune will smile upon you. And what is yours, Eti? Mm, the current year will bring you much happiness. You've got two months of happiness, then, mate. Um, the, the last two months of this year, because we're already well through October now, aren't we? Fucking right. Yeah, this year's just flew by, hasn't it? Hasn't it just? Yeah, fuck. it has. It's just disappeared. Um, speaking about disappearing, let's segue straight into section three and talk about some first rave memories. So, do you remember like the very first rave that you went to? Aye. Yeah? Where was it? What did you do? How mashed were you? Um, it was the Blue Monkey in Sunland, the original one. The original monkey. Aye. Um, I reckon with that accent that you probably would have been a monkey star, yeah? Wait, wait, it was kind of... There was the monkey... I was like 17, but I looked 12, and there's actually proof on the internet, because you know how everyone's glad that you didn't have mobile phones back in the day? Yeah, yeah. My friend took a disposable <coughs> fucking camera out every time we went out. Oh. So there's all these pictures, and then she uploaded them <coughs> to this uh, Blue Monkey Facebook page, and now they're on there for eternity. And the Evening Chronicle got hold of them. <laughs> and there's one of me, right? It wasn't even at the Monkey. It was outside of the Eclipse. It was after the Monkey had closed, and I'm driving my Mini, 
and I'm like looking back and I look like Harry Potter and I actually look like, <laughs> I look 12 years old and I'm like, how the fuck did they let me in? But I remember- Because the buggy. No, no, it wasn't. It was, <clears throat> I got this, I got this ID. It cost us a pound 50, right? Qualies, good stuff. And um, and it, I bought somebody's sister's uh, birth certificate and it said like I was a leg legitimate nurse with Hartlepool General Hospital and had me photo on and everything. Yeah. So the bouncers couldn't do shit. They had to let us in even though I looked 12. So I, that's how I got into Blue Monkey with like the, the most impeccable uh, fake ID ever. Yeah, and you could have just totally faked it as a nurse as well. <laughs> Wasn't there something in the news about a woman in Florida getting arrested for this recently? Like, that, that f fucking hell. I don't know. Wait, disclaimer ah. though, I never did that. It was only for the benefit of getting into nightclubs. Only so for rave benefit. Rave, rave benefits. Uh, well, so as, long as, as long as you benefited from the rave and the, <laughs> and the rave yeah. benefited in some but, way. But because I, I lived in Peter Lee, it was like easier to get to Sunderland. And then, um, like I'd missed it. I missed the, the days of the Havana and all that. Because I, I didn't have fake ID then and I looked way too young. Right. Um, and like, I couldn't even go drinking locally because everyone knows me stepdad and I'd walk in a place and they'd be like, nah, you dial killers. Yeah. And so I like, I couldn't get in anywhere. So it used to like really boil me piss. So like I started taking acid and all that when I was like 15. So I used to do like, obviously the under 18s discos and stuff like that with it, like just off me face and stuff. So it was really good to go to Blue Monkey. And the first night I ever went, I went on acid because acid was my thing back then. Like everybody else goes, you did acid at the monkey but like everybody else was on like really expensive cowies and stuff yeah um but and i just you were on a cheap acid that lasted triple as much yeah and triple the effect but i just yeah. i just loved the whole scene and then going down to webster's afterwards and stuff like that and um we did chambers so chambers was also in sunderland and then there was uh, this nightclub called bentley's but at 11 o'clock they opened up the middle bit, which was Liberties, and it was just all like hardcore rave, and it was just amazing. Uh -huh. And it was like, that was the place to go to. So I, that was, um, they were like my first rave memories, and it was just like, although I didn't have a job and I was at college, I somehow managed, because I, I because I was taking loads of acid, I wasn't really drinking. Yeah, yeah. So I was designated driver. Disclaimer, that was a long time ago. I hope I'll never get done for this. But, um, so I used to just earn my way out. Yeah. Yeah, so it was mint. Oh, sweet. Oh, that sounds mint. So what sort of music? It sounds like they were, like there was a bunch of different venues, probably a bunch of different music. What sort of artists like stand out from those first rave memories? Wait, do you, know, do you know what it is? And this is why this was really hard to pick one tune and stuff as well. Because I've probably seen some of the most amazing DJs and the most amazing artists. But I was at MASH, I can't even remember who they are. Because yeah. like, you know, after the monkey and the eclipse and everything, I also did the venue and spending with it, and I know that they had live acts and stuff on and like amazing DJs, but I can't remember who they are. It's glade this for me, that like, uh, you go to the Glade and it can come away from the Glade, having knowing you've seen everyone, who you wanted to see, and you come away and you'll go, oh, I don't remember. I can't, was, uh, yeah. Uh, like, I uh, just trophies. Like <laughs> <laughs> coming back with Trophades or that Trophades was fucking an awful, awful day. Mate, I brought Trophades back from that festival. You brought your life companion. Yeah, and trophies. And trophies. Yeah. He brought back two lots from the same festival. But like I had, so had flies and that, but then, you know, in the days when you wanted them pasted to your bedroom wall, and then when we moved house, they were all like stuck on this bedroom wall, so I don't even have the original flies or anything. Oh. Um, but, um, so like to pick this track, like I, I just couldn't decide. I had, I had three that I, I really wanted, and I thought they might have all been played, but apparently they haven't, so um, I was really struggling. But I think what one 
one rave that I do remember, but it was a bit later on, and it was um, it was down at the arena in Middlesbrough, and I know that um, Sandy Duff had a lot to do with this one as well, and I remember watching Carl Cox, Alternate, SL2, and Utah Saints. Uh, it was like, what a midnight that was. <laughs> it's like a lineup of just piano. like a raven wet dream. Yeah. It, was, it was proper. It was it's pianos, then pianos, then pianos, and then more fucking pianos. It sounds banging that And we just had this massive coach all the way from Peak Lane, and we ended back at someone's house doing like hot knife and uh, hot knife and tack. <laughs> we uh, like, down that down. sounds like it's Peter Lee life. That does like, doesn't it? Proper old school. It's proper thug life. Let's yes. go now. Let's go, <laughs> <laughs> let's go and enjoy it. So um. So I so like I was gonna pick Bizarre Inc. Play my knives because I did have that on twelve inch right until um I got divorced and he took the records for a bit and when I got them back it wasn't in there so I was like, asshole. Yeah. yeah, but so I was going to pick that one, and then I was like, oh, but maybe it's a bit of hardcore uproar as well. But then I've gone actually for um, Awesome Three, Don't Go. And then sure. we played it yesterday while I was getting my tattoo done. It was just like, yes, I'm sticking with it. I yeah. was going to change it, but now I'm going to stick with it. No, you picked a better. Um, I love a bit of Awesome Three, um, and this tune is particularly banging as is. So for the first rave memories moment, I hope that some people really enjoyed that trip down rave memory lane. Indeed. Um, here is a bit of Awesome 3 and the track is called... Don't go.
gentlemen, there you have it. Uh, that was the Awesome 3 and Don't Go, and we have returned back to an Whoa, Awesome 3. Oh, what a June. Oh, yeah, it's about a June. We've returned back to an Awesome 3. Tony had to go and uh, see a guy about a dog or something like that, he said. Um, something to that effect in any case, but a nice little cameo by the landlord there. It was, it was. Um, let's move on to section 4 of the podcast, which is the section that we call Festival Fever. Now, you're already laughing. Is it because you're reading reading from your notes of the story? No, it, it, no, it's not the story. It's it's the actual tune I've picked, and because I'm going to get roasted probably. Oh, but. there we go. <laughs> well, we'll leave the we'll leave the roasting <laughs> to the comment section. So, um, do you like a bit of festival action? Have you been to many festivals? Um, I've been invited to more than I've been to. Um, I love camping and stuff, but there's just something about festivals that I I do like them, but I've got to be in the mood for it. Right, yeah, yeah. You've so I, I had so many opportunities to go to Glastonbury because obviously um, if you were a Ben, you could get in for free because I looked like a Ben even when I was in my 20s. All my mates were like, right, we'll just take you down. But I just didn't want to go. Right. And I think it was always because it always rained and I just thought being in a tent and what if I was like full of acid and with people that I didn't like and then I'm stuck with them. It's like, it's like being on the ferry, you know. Yeah, you're being stuck on the ferry Aye. on the way to Amsterdam. <laughs> with loads of people you don't want to be with, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I got invited to loads. Um, I did go to a few festivals, but um, I got pregnant pretty early in my life, in my early 20s. So um, it was like the heyday of like Newcastle and the Tanners and everything, and everyone wanted to go to loads of festivals. So can you remember like there was the solar eclipse? Mm. I think it was uh, was it 1999 and like everybody wanted to go down to Cornwall and there was a lizard festival and that kind of thing so I had this old Citroen BX um, and it was like right you're driving but I was three months pregnant so like everybody else was like just off it and like I was just like stuck driving and like taking people around and then we couldn't find a festival so we ended up on this beach with loads of travellers which was like being at a festival anyway and it was like sound systems and it was just it ended up pretty mint and then um, also did uh, the Exodus in Luton. So that, right. yeah, and it was I went in '99, and it was the last year that it was on before the whole was it the Criminal Justice Bill or something or they, they did something and it just stopped it from happening. Um, I don't know the politics around it, but like just stuff like that. So it was like little stuff that I went to. Yeah. Um, so those little festivals are more of a party than a big one. How do you, I swear to God, I can hear the rasp in my <laughs> voice already. Like if you've passed me this trophies that you've got, like. You know I'm susceptible. He's sitting in the corner sucking strepsils like the, I'll leave you, I'll leave you like strepsil. it was no one else's business. He's gonna leave us one strepsil. Uh, That's gonna help. Well, yeah, I'm feeling like I'm coming down with. I'm like staving it off for the past week. That's like. what you get for looking after him. Sharon's caring. Sharon's caring. What a bugger. No, so I, I I tended to like more like the day stuff. So um, I was down at the uh, big anti-Nazi league festival down in Brixton in London and like stuff like that. So it was Manic Street Preachers before um. What's his face disappeared? Aye. So it was like seeing them then, Levelers and, and Billy Bragg. Like just, Billy Bragg's amazing though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Urban Species and just like, it was just things like that. I love stuff like that. So I, I saw that as a bit like a festival. But it wasn't until like um, early 2000s that I was like, right, I'm going to start going back to festivals and stuff like that. So the one that I've been to the most and the one that I keep going back to was Dance Valley in Amsterdam. Right. Um, and obviously this is why I picked the track that I picked because um, just going to Dance Valley, I mean, it, it got a bit mainstreamy, but like early days, it was just amazing. And just to jump around in a field with 
loads of rad Dutch people and just people from all over actually. Mm. Like um and just seeing I can't even remember half the names of half the DJs, but it was just amazing, just like watching thousands of people just jump up and down and like the same tune and that. And it kinda opened my eyes to a bit more music and made us like dance to a bit more music, but I'm gonna get roasted for this one because I think it's more like trancy than out else. But um, we're to read each other. Oh my God! It's your own story. How you got there? It's yeah, wrong, it's... but it's still a story. <laughs> You're just gonna pick on us, aren't you? Um, but one of my most uh, pinnacle moments of Dance Valley, I think, was the last one I went to. Is um, and it's the only time it ever rained, and I went over it, and I I'd never ever go to. I'd never take anyone who wasn't really in a rave and festivals ever again to Dance Valley because like it spoiled my experience. And I ended up just pissing off and leaving my best mate because like she did my fucking head in, basically. Sorry for my language. But um we swear on this one, And it was raining and it was raining so much, right? And they were selling these Heineken uh, ponchos and they were hooded ponchos and they were like Terry Tylon on the inside. And like this big, oh, that wonderful. It was. Oh, and then like no. it went down to the ground because I was like really short. And then um I ended up on local Dutch TV. Because <laughs> they were like, we want to test out the waterproofness of this poncho. So they had us lying doing like angels in the mud, being squirted by a water pistol, and <laughs> I was on local Dutch TV. It was like it was just amazing. I never ever saw it, but they like they told us what station it was and everything, and it was just like get in. Local Dutch TV can be scary. We were sat watching it late night in Rotterdam. Um Remember after after Prospect and we had it on and it was just scary Dutch telly. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite intense. You never quite knew what the adverts were about because none of us could speak Dutch and we were all wanked from Prospect. But um, yeah, but Dutch yeah, telly scary as it is. I probably scared a few people. But I just remember the end of that um, dance wagon. I was just sat in the middle of the field and then my phone went off and it was my mate going like, where are you? It's finished. And I was just on a sofa in the middle of the field with this, <laughs> sat next to talking to this last from Amsterdam. I was just like, oh, I don't know. I'm just like on this couch. Just I have no idea where I'm at. And I like, had to try and find her and then get back to Central Amsterdam. But I, I just, I think that's probably like my favourite festival that I've ever been to, to be fair. Yeah. And it never disappoints. And like, you can be in Central Amsterdam. Was I think it was it like the ATM at the bottom of um, like near Dam Square, and I just hear Niwe, it coops, and I turn around and it's my mate Harry, and it's just like just in the middle, like didn't even know they were there. So um, I it's one of those festivals where you just bump into everybody. Yeah, it's like going to Res and just bumping into someone every thirty seconds, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, that's one of the glorious things about rave, like the the, the rave never really grows up it, it's always the same people going back for that nostalgia hit so it's always the same crowd when you turn back up um cool so um you're already you're already smiling and cringing at your own we know, we, i so. really do like it and he's not he's not bad it's it's very constant and um he did like a, a most amazing set in 2004 at dance valley um i rock your body rock sweet it's all right i'm very close used to work in rotterdam records Big Gamma records before he did trans. He's he's he's, so, he's pretty sound like. Yeah, he's alright with me. Sweet. Uh, well, let's play a little bit of Rock Your Body Rock. Your body right. 
Well, there you go, a little bit of Festival Fever. That was Rock Your Body Rock by Ferry Corsten. And whether or not you thought it was cheesy, that's what Coop's picked for our Festival Fever moment. Um, <laughs> so you as well, you do what I want. Yeah, well, that's it. It's me, Fezzy, and I'll do what I want. Oh, do you. Section five, we'll stroll straight on, is the shared discovery section. Um, and I've looked down and I've seen this name and it's put a smile on my face because it's a local lad. Um, what is it about this act that uh, has you made you decide to share it? Wait, I've got so many amazingly talented musical mates, all from Newcastle, do you know what I mean? Um, but um, I've decided to choose Louis Zico. Yeah. because he's just an outstanding individual and um, since I was introduced to him I came home one year and he started working behind the bar at Tanner's and everyone's like yeah. oh it's Louis and it doesn't matter like how long I'm away if like I turn up he's always got a smile and he always like makes time for you and then um, last year when I was home he, um, he was handing out his, uh, some of his uh, CDs and stuff so I'm um, I took one away and had a listen and I was just like, yeah. He's, I knew he was good anyway and everyone had been raving on about him. And at the time I was uh, managing um, a youth shelter for homeless young people in Brisbane and I did that for about eight years. And I don't know if you know much about Aussie hip hop. Some of it's... I know, it's all shit. No, it's not all shit. Hilltop Hoods, I fucking love them. But like, there's some pretty shit stuff and they're, they're all listening cursor and honestly it just makes us want to stick pins in my eyes um so one day i schooled them on a like you know on a bit of a british tip and uh stuck louise cd in and one of the lasses was just like this is amazing how do i get hold of it so like i knew he was on spotify as well yeah. so i was like telling the young people how to like kind of listen to louise music and um yeah and i have actually seen him live as well so um he's just mint oh. I mean, being an MC myself, I've been blessed to be on the stage with Louis loads of times, and he's always dead fun to pass the mic with because a, um, he's got a dead individual voice, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and it stands out really well. But b, he's a top quality rhymer as well, like and some of the stuff that he puts out, it's absolutely great. Obviously, we had Jody Bigfoot come on the big come on the podcast, who is his big buddy. There's another yeah, the guy. There's a Bigfoot job for you. But Jody Bigfoot came on. Um, and he played some Trinity Lo-Fi, which is the band that we're in together. Um, but yeah, um, Zico's a good guy. Um, and a talented lad. Um, Very talented. Uh, I think, like, he deserves more. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. just... Well, that's the whole idea. Be given better things, do you know what I mean? And, that's yeah. it. That's the whole idea of this section of the podcast. It's like, share someone who you think should get some more love. You don't really need to explain it more. And you've um, got like listeners out in uh, Russia and like all obscure parts of the planet. So yeah, they all need to listen to a bit of Louis. So says Podbean. Yeah. <laughs> or so says Podbean, yeah. Podbean keeps telling us where, where we're getting reviewers from. And yeah, the, I mean, I'm looking at Louis, um, Louis Spotify now and I'm, I'm, I follow Louis. And I've listened to a lot of his bits and pieces that he's um, that he's put out. Um, so get the lad on your Spotify. Go to Spotify, search for Zico MC, yeah. um, capital Z, capital MC, um, and you'll find him up there. Um, and a few of his tunes are up there. And um, you've picked the one which it looks like has the most players. Um, yeah, uh, I was like toying um, 
between a couple of them, but um, I just thought, yeah, I really like dancehall style. Yeah, yeah, it's a good tune, dancehall style. And again, it's one of the ones that you can find on Spotify. Um, so get on to Spotify, have a look, find Louis Zico. Um, uh, and for your listening pleasures right now, we're going to play out his tune, which is called Dancehall Style. You're tuned in to the most difficult to understand segment on the whole of the It's internet. really not that fucking hard. Like. You are tuned in to... Hardy versus Gab. Hardy versus Gab. Doesn't lack enthusiasm, just lacks the will. Um, yeah, welcome back to Addy versus Gav. Um, while Addy slowly dies in the corner, <laughs> I'll explain what's going to go on here. So... Um, you've heard it before, what we're doing is we're going to do another little musical battle last time out. The winner was yet again, Addy. Which yeah, then seven time. Seven time. Seven time, Addy versus Cap, champion of the world. Yeah, that's... That's heard a lot. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so what you're going to get is you're going to get a little bit of rambunctious capital J played out for you. Uh, uh, a nice little bit of anti up played for you as he's won this time. Um, and we're going to stroll into this topic and get going so I don't catch whatever trophies Addy's got. I'm going to roll. He's got, he's got it all. Yeah. He's already whited in his mouth once. He's, you know, it's that sort of, it's that sort of evening that we've it's got pure tacos and rum. It is pure tacos and rum. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what's just caused that little burp bubble. Um, so we've looked at the suggestions that were out there and we've come up and we're going to go with the one which is the best ravey remake of an 80s tune. And Addy has pulled out an absolute classic. Addy, what are you going for? I'm coming up. Fucking firing out the gates. It's already been on the show once, but it's my go-to 80s rave-based fucking track. And it's DJ Magical and Rush Hour. Oh, what a tune. What an absolutely fucking belting tune. Well, I'm going for something a little bit different. Um, I'm going to go for a version of Boards of Canada, um, uh, known commonly as Hell Interface, and their remake of uh, Midnight Star Song called The Midas Touch. Um, it's an absolute beauty. You will find the link as always on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash on the rave. See, I think you. he should have gone for something a bit more Taylor Dainey because he's starting to sound like him a bit. So, so by the end of the podcast, he's going to sound like Louis Armstrong's fucking arse raped Alba Rossi. You know what I mean? That's how far, that's how far it's going. I'll get me a second wind. He's, he'll, he'll catch a second <laughs> wind, but it won't be rum based. Delicious, um, yeah. <laughs> Sound well. Uh, here's a little bit of Capital J. Thank you for tuning in to Addy versus Gavin. You're yeah, making them do it. We'll be returning shortly.
Beyond the Rift podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download mm-hmm. and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on Facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave you can find us on Twitter at on the rave you can find us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on Instagram. That's my favourite one then. Where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase and scream at Dom's on the rave and she will give you 10% off all, all of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. It is that time once again on the on the rave part. <laughs> oh my lord! Right, gargling was not the best idea. No, like for for all of those in the house listening, that was Addy's attempt at gargling to clear his throat Gar- so he could accurately was not a great idea. so he can accurately set the scene. But what he's actually done is he spat water all over an extension cable, which he's left his phone plugged into. Yeah. Um, amazing. Well, that's staying in. Um, I'm definitely not cutting out because it's no, fucking no, hilarious. No, but this is the moment of the show where I ask my compatriot to my left to set the scene. So, you're walking down Ramsey Street. What the fuck? <laughs> walking down Ramsey Street. Mrs. Mangles out there. She's <laughs> in disapproving of the rave that's going on in Ramsey Street. Out to the dogs, fucking having it large in this ball. Kylie and Chase are making her out on the stairway. What, what's, on, what's Afro Harold doing? Afro Harold's just fucking being the other cunt the bag that he is. Fucking Helen Daniels is in a fucking pair of hot pants <laughs> on the fucking thing. And Toadfish is playing the most wicked tune you've ever heard in your life. What's a tune? And did he make you put your hands in there? Or you screw facing down? Oh, it's got to be your hands in the air moment. And honestly, there could have been... Hands up for Tony. <laughs> there could have been a few, because obviously I've seen some blinders. Helen Daniels is having hands, some hands up her. Yeah. But I'm actually going to go for a Daft Punk at the Mayfair back in 1997. I think it was October 97. Right. And... Back at the old Mayfair. Back in the old Mayfair. And oh, it was a blinder, and I just loved Daft Punk anyway. And... Um, it would be is this Daft Punk pre-helmets? Yeah. Yeah, so this is just when they were two French knob twiddlers. Yeah. Before they were, like, the helmet gimmick stuff. Well, it was, um, I think it was from the first... Oh, I can't remember now, honestly. It, 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 the track's burning. So it was, like, early days of Daft Punk. Right, sound. Well, that's that's, that's, yeah, let's keep but that, that will But that will absolutely just... Yeah. Right, sweet. And everyone just went mental. There you go. So what we'll do, we'll play this tune for you. Here is a little bit of Daft Punk and the tune is called Burning. Burning.
You better let us all know in the comments down below whether or not that Daft Punk song did that make you spit water all over yourself and extensions? Yeah. Or did it make you fling your arms in the air or pull a screw face? Leave an answer in the comments and we might even read some out. Oh, speaking about reading things out, have you read the latest Day of the Rave? <laughs> I haven't. You haven't read the latest from Dave. Okay, I've hit us in words. Right, okay. Bear with us for a moment and we'll get the latest from Dave the Rave. Yes on the rave crew, love my hardcore, hardstyle, old school rave. We love you Dave, keep commenting, we will keep Read reading them, them out. out. Especially if you've got any stories about the monkey. Aye, because I've probably raved with him at some point. Everyone's raved everyone's with Dave. Raved with Dave. Everyone's well raved with Dave. Sweet, brilliant. Um, well I'll tell you what, let's toddle into section 7 of the podcast. And section 7 is the dedication section. So... Uh, is there anyone out there that you'd like to play a tune for? Who is that person and what is the tune? Person or persons? It's persons. Persons. Um, mainly one person. So it's actually, um, his name's James, James Deans. So uh, where the surname comes from. And he was my son's father. Um, and he was like really big back in the day when all the Blackburn raves and stuff like that. Uh, I, I think when... Uh, I remember when Bears from the Happy Mondays came up to Newcastle and was DJing at Rock Shots, him and uh, my mate Kev, 
kidnapped him and took him to some party in the West End and stuff like that. So he kind of goes way back. And um, I met him when he was um, he was introduced to us by another friend and he just got out of rehab because, you know, Blackpool, Blackburn. There was a lot of gear at the time. Yeah. A lot of people got in, like, you know. It, it went from being, like, on the rave and having fun to more serious shit and yeah. then you can't get out of it. So I met him off the back of that in recovery. Um, and I also got to meet this other lad as well, who's from um, Hull, who was in rehab with, called Paul. Paul lost his battle with heroin first, and it wasn't heroin that took him, he just couldn't cope with it, so he actually hung himself. Um, so it all kind of deteriorated from there. And I think James never got over that as well. Um, it was um, My son was like eight months old at the time, and like I kind of saw the signs, and I, I had a feeling he was back on the gear. Um, so it was a hard decision and I left and then the day after I found him dead um, from a heroin overdose. So really sad story, um, that was 19 years ago this month um, right. on the 24th of October. So it's a really difficult month for us normally. Um, but this tune was played at both of their funerals and it was kind of, um, it's like one of those pinnacle tunes and it's, it's an uplifting tune and it's a beautiful tune and I really love it. Um, so it's Joe Smooth, Promised Land, and I know it's, lovely, it's, lovely a, well. it's one of those that um, touches everybody, no matter what, so it kind of lightens the tone, like I know I've made it really sound really depressing, but I listen to this tune a lot, and it just makes us think of better times, really, and like, you know, onwards and upwards, so I, Joe Smooth, Promised Land.
there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was the dedication being played out. Uh, that was Joe Smooth and Promised Land. Um, uh, and let's not dwell on that, and we'll shift straight into the bone of contention. That is guilty, guilty pleasures. pleasures. So, Coops, where do you lie on guilty pleasures? I don't feel guilty about the music I listen to. Unashamed either. convict. Unashamed. Wait. I'm shamed by everybody, by some of the stuff that I pick, and you pick on us all the time from a plant tracks, do you know what I mean? I do pick on everyone's the music. No, but, like, you don't have to plant with them. Because like, I'm always right about everything, so, everyone needs to realise For people who don't realise, I've been planting phrase. with this dafty for, like, what, four months or something? Calls a twat if you want it. Twat, yeah, and you call me a dick. What, what does my new tattoo say? It says, Coops is a dick. <laughs> No, it, doesn't, it doesn't really. No, it's a beautiful artwork of Jez Dyson. Yeah, Jez I, is a good guy. Jez, Jez is amazing. Jez, Jez clarified for me that it actually says Coops is a dick. It was just to satisfy him, really. Just to satisfy Jez or to satisfy oh, him? him. Yeah. yeah. Just to make him feel better because he was sat there for four hours while I got it done. So. That took Jez four hours! Yes. Yeah, Dyson, you're slipping, lad. No, honestly, I think it was more because I was like, I, I like shouted out a few times because it really, really fucking hurts. It's dead hard to embarrass someone using visual aids when you're doing an audio podcast. But perfect progression of Jez Dyson and tattoos is my microphone, <laughs> uh, which uh, I just revealed and made Coops laugh because it looks like a giant grey lollipop. Um, me and Jez sat up all night before we went off for a date, um, got wrecked on cowies and tattooed my back. Um, uh, and then years and years later, after he got good, he did this absolutely amazing tribute oh, wow. piece to David Bowie on my leg. And I like to think that I show the progression of that man's tattooing. And he said recently that he will go back and he will fix the giant grey microphone shaped <laughs> lollipop uh, that is on my back. I've been admiring his work for a while, like I had to have some. So yeah. I just got in touch and I was like, book us in when I'm home. That's it. I've just done like a, a buster 60 odd week hour at work. And with that money, I'm going to go down to the parlour. And I think I'm going to sit down um, with the lovely Kurt because oh, I really dig the skulls. I really dig the skulls. I think they're really good. I met I met Kirk um, the day I landed. Yeah. Yeah. He was in a mate's house and it was like, yeah. after I'd been given the God court. Brenda wasn't there. Brenda no, wasn't Brenda there. Brenda was at work. Oh, she was off being a lobster somewhere probably. Lovely yeah. lobster. Off being a popular lobster and making delicious vegan food. Yes. Um, so back to guilty pleasures yep. then. So none of the music you listen to make you feel guilty. I don't really feel guilty about it. Do you just own it? Men at just, work. What? Men, Men at work. work. Go live in I don't listen to Men at Work. And he just smiled and made me no. a Vegemite sandwich. And also Vegemite, absolute dog shit. Right. No, I like Vegemite. It's not as good as Marmite. No, I didn't I, say it was as good as Marmite. I like Hilltop Hoods and that's about as much Australian music as I listen to. But no, I don't Isn't really... There's lots of side trance there. Yes, I, I've been to a few bush stuffs, so I have to, to well, fair, hold my hand up, right? Have you been to Rainbow, Rainbow Serpent? That's the one right down there in Victoria, no, is, I haven't. Yeah, no, I've been in some really dodgy Queensland ones, and when you do a bit of liquid acid, and then you feel like you're in a, like an extra in Beyond the Thunderdome. <laughs> it's like, probably freaked us out a few times. And like, it's all right when you're on acid here, and you go for a piss in the bush, nothing's going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. But when you're on acid and you're in Queensland, in Australia, and then... Anything that could bite your ass. King Brain. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> it could so, be a King Brain. Yeah. I love a bit of me, uh, I love a bit of me Steve Irwin, to be fair. Yeah. He was like, yeah. Oh, a proper legend. Oh, yeah. Obviously, love it. I like, you know, I'd like, I'd like to go one day, but um, unfortunately, my better half is absolutely petrified of spiders and will not enter Australia for love, nor money, 
no, any, for like, you could offer her absolutely anything and she'd just be like, Ina. She'd be like, nah. <laughs> she'll definitely say Ina. She'll definitely say Ina. You'd probably be yeah. more scared of the Bogans than the spiders, like. What the fuck is a Bogan? <laughs> it's their version of Jaws. Oh, just slimy beach no, bum. No, the worst. No, bogan. not like even beach bums. Baggins, mate. Ah, oh, proper baggins. Proper baggins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get in. So what sort of music do you consider your guilty pleasures? And um, what would you be embarrassed to know oh, that what would you what would you think the music that you listen to that other people would I be think, embarrassed? I think people would laugh at us for when I see it. But when I moved to Australia, obviously I've got three sons and they were kind of finding their feet with their own music and that. And because I heard how bad some of the Australian hip hop and rap was, I was like, I cannot allow this for mm. my children. Yeah. So I was like trying to make them embrace like the British rap scene and hip hop scene and stuff like that. So, so who were you showing them? Like I was, I, I love a bit of Dizzy. Dizzy Rascal. Right. So, um, in this tune, the one that I've picked, right, we do this amazing, you know, like car park karaoke. The four of us in the car doing this is amazing. And like, yeah, and we like a traffic lights and people's like staring at us and the car's bouncing. Because you're all doing Dizzy Rascal. Aye. I think you're teaching the wrong lessons by the way of telling people that Dizzy Rascal is good British hip hop. What happened to Task Force and Brain Tech no, like, Skinny Man and Roots Maneuver? Yeah, and... yeah, yeah, there's all that. But, like, as far as like my kids were going, what they would listen Syndicate. to. Syndicate. Syndicate. No, there's been loads, there's of, loads of them. There's loads, there's loads, right. But, you've got to think, the kids were only little at the time, and one of them was in the end dubs and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Before Ooh. he left the UK. So, I was just like, I'm going to ease them in gently. Um, with a bit of Dizzy Rouse class. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop it. See? Now, like, that's just a bit of roasting. But I, I like it. And the track I've chosen is Baseline Junkie. And it's just, I, I really love this track so much. Well, that's And I'm not it. ashamed of it at all. Well, there you go. You hold your head I up high. I will hold my head up and high. And you hold it high for the whole of this track while everyone else has to sit through the horror that is <laughs> Dizzy Rouse class. He's just a Rouse class. Dizzy Rouse class. Uh, and this Listening is... Listening to my kids do it, though, is amazing. Well, there you go. Maybe if you're all really, really nice, she might not post a video of her kids doing it in the car. Um, but you never know. It could be worse. You could be Moby the sperm whale. Could be. You could, because uh, that poor sperm whale... The sperm whale oh. actually died because of Dizzy Rascal's album got stuck in its throat. Is that what the plastic was? And fucking lodged itself Did you lap. get that confirmed by one of the guys we were speaking to at Area 51? Yes. Yeah, amazing. That guy's tinfoil hat was fucking epic. Lush. Like, it had, like, three horns coming from it. One of them had an eye. He obviously made a fucking, like, he rinsed loads of bacon. Um, either way, here is a bit of Dizzy Rascal for the Guilty Pleasures moment, and the song is called... Face line junkie. Turn the bass up. Turn the bass up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big, dirty, stinking bass. Dirty, stinking bass. Big, dirty, stinking bass. Dirty, dirty, stinking big. Dirty, stinking bass. Dirty stinking bass, big, dirty stinking bass, 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 bass. I don't need no speed, no, I don't need no heroin, no, thanks. I don't want no coal today. You can keep your ketamine, yeah. I'm a baseline junkie, uh, I'm a baseline junkie, tell him I'm a baseline junkie, tell him and I like it funky. Yeah. What the fuck? We didn't. Don't touch it. Don't, who told you to touch it? I will fucking kill you. Don't ever touch that fucking shit again. 
I'm a fiend for a big dirty baseline. When I hear one, I have a great time. I bet I put a man's all like a choir. I let the baseline take me higher. My friends think that it's a bad habit. But I'm just like, fuck you, damn it. If you take my bass away, I'll blow your fucking face away. You might think I'm over the top. But when I hear that baseline drop, I just can't control my actions. But I still feel satisfaction. So don't come around here whinging. I just want to hear the baseline rinsing. Or we could just skank out all day. If not, get the fuck out my way. I don't need no speed. No. I don't need no heroin. No, I don't want no coal. Today. You can keep your ketamine. Yeah. I'm a baseline junkie. What? I'm a baseline junkie. Tell yeah. I'm a baseline junkie. Tell yeah. And I like it funky. Yeah. Big, dirty, stinking bass. Dirty, stinking bass. Big, dirty, stinking bass. Dirty, dirty, stinking big. Dirty, stinking bass. Dirty stinking bass, big, dirty stinking bass. Bass, 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 bass. The other day I got an Asbo order, and I think it's well out of order. All my neighbors throwing a fit, so I told them, suck my dick. Then I told them, I got the power, and I turned the music up louder. All night till six in the morning, old bastards, they're just boring. You know me, I'm the baseline father, nobody can't tell me naga. Then the police turned up and they took me, we drove out to the nick and they bought me. But they said they'd give me a caution, if I didn't give them no distortion. But I said, don't bother. I'm guilty, and my bass like fucking filthy. I don't need no speed, no. I don't need no heroin. No, I don't want no coal today. You can keep your ketamine. Yeah. I'm a baseline junkie. Uh. I'm a baseline junkie. Tell him yeah. I'm a baseline junkie. Tell him yeah. And I like it funky. Yeah. Yes, there's so many I could have choose from, but uh, this was because it was to do with me bands. Do you know where it is? Like to a point, I didn't really have much of much hatred at all for Dizzy Rascal. Um, Dude, like I love you, my Dolphy's first album that was Bardra. I think the biggest Even problem now is it's on the, it's on the Spotify playlist that they play at work, and then it's every- also on that fucking terrible band advert. You see the pet dad bit with Dizzy Rascals on? No. I think it's Ladbrokes. He's on one of them. Yeah, I just I, I can't be doing with, like, we. I haven't got TV plugged in because adverts see, make us mad as Do you know is. who I really do like, though? I like, I like a bit of Plan B, like his early stuff. Um, but that that's more me. My kids kind of didn't. Your kids you know? didn't go for him? No. No, to be fair, I thought he was quite trash. What? Like, oh, so Alex, Alex, yeah, Alex yeah, sick to death. That's yeah, yeah. Um, before we lose half of our fan base because I say plan B shit um, early early days early days the early, early days but they could say that about everyone apart from fucking Bowie his early days were rough uh, you had some rough Australian inspired mullets already <laughs> um, in any case let's start talking about goats um, goat the greatest of all time oh, there was some something about goats on the wall in the um, golf place last night Oh, there was, yeah. You'll have to remember what it was and let us know. Yeah. This is the place I've just started it's working. It's in the toilet. Yeah, I've started working in the kitchen at a golf place. It wasn't in the toilet. It was. Oh, in the toilet hall? Yeah. The one that you were sat on? Yeah. 
The toilet hole? Yeah, the golf hole. We got to whatever you said. Fucking non, n- that was it. Non-goat sex for gender fluid rhinos. Oh, wow. Is that one of the ones that they've just randomly written on the wall? <laughs> Non-goat sex for gender fluid rhinos. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I've just started working in a place called Get or Golf. Well, I actually work in the kitchen at Apocalypse Cow with a good uh, troller of the podcast, Tony T, um, uh, who we, we may eventually get on the podcast. If he stops being a fatty. Well, it's just if he stops picking 10 Mockham songs for his entire list. Oh, that's true. Um, you know, like, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. But let's talk about goats. So, was it a tough decision? Have you got many musical goats? I don't think it was a tough decision. I can't believe you straight away. As soon as it was coming up. Aye. Uh, it's like me with Bowie. Like, it was much more difficult redoing it and picking someone else when yeah. it wasn't just Bowie instantly like that. And, and I could have gone way back and I could have picked someone, but um, there was something, something about the Chemical Brothers and it's the stuff that... The <laughs> Sorry, I am from... It's their collaborations and everything. And um, when I was, it's funny because I'm in the bike of wall and it kind of comes full circle. So when I was living in the bike of wall and having a really tough time and I didn't really have much money, so I didn't have any carpets or anything. And um, I was in a, in a tower, I got into youth work and that was painting murals. So I painted loads of murals on my flat wall in in the bike of wall. Right. Um, and exoplanet dust um, was like, in my head, so and this is where Planet Cooper came from. So that's Exit my, Planet Cooper. And that was painted on my door on the way out of my flat. So my downstairs in my flat was my living room and my bedroom, and then the kitchen was upstairs. And he kind of went out to Exit Planet Cooper. Yeah, yeah that's the the same way that um my my pet gay Nathan's flat was the same way. It, like you had the upstairs, <laughs> which had the uh, like no no like uh, like come on don't don't laugh at it. It's not that funny. I've got a pet gay. Um, I take him out for the occasional mince and he has a good time and everything's kosh like so um, I love that man very dearly he loves a bit of bingo and he does absolutely love a bit of bingo Um, uh, he doesn't listen to the podcast so we can call him anything we want Um, but you know I only call him lovely things because he's a lovely man well there you go but there's just something about the Chemical Brothers and just it's just timeless and it's just like they keep on going and just keep producing and just just amazing I bought this really random old record off of a guy. I bought a bunch of records off of this guy on eBay. And one of them came and it was like a really early uh, Chemical Brothers song with a massive mouth organ loop uh, at the start of it. And there was this amazing record, but it went missing at a house party. And I've totally forgot the name of the song. I can't find it anywhere. Um, I think someone told me it was the Chemical Brothers, but I thought it was the Dust Brothers or something like Wait, that. Wait, well, the just recall the Dust Brothers. The Dust Brothers. Brothers, and then that Exoplanet Dust, that's where that came from. And they had to change their name because it was another act in Some America. American act, aye. So that's where it all came from. There you go. Yeah. So I'm not talking shit this No, time. you're not talking shit. Hey, there we go. <laughs> um, I've seen them before. I saw the Chemical Brothers at Glastonbury um, on the other stage, <coughs> and um, I believe it was the same night I saw Roikesop, and they had like just... The other stage that yeah, it just had this amazing light show, um, yeah. and that Saturday night was spent like sat on a seat, boxed on acid, watching the light show and being like, well, even, "This is amazing." Even the one that's just gone, I wasn't there, but I've seen the video. The here boy, here girl, and just I fucking love that show. You know? but the the, the light the show, the skeletons. visuals. It's the shagging skeletons. It was just that's amazing. What me. But um, yeah, why I've picked the track that I've picked was the collaboration with Beth Orton because just. An amazing artist with an amazing voice, and remind me who Beth Orton is. My brain just farted. <laughs> I don't know much about her. She's just got an amazing voice, and All she right. did a collaboration with uh, Chemical Brothers. All right, okay. And um, 
I think she's more like acoustic y. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she is. She just did a very like early nineties acoustic thing. She was very cool for a while. But an amazing voice. Like, you know how you have these female artists that come through and they'll be around for a bit and then they disappear, but you'll hear a track and it's just like melt your ears because it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um wait, I was still knocking about in Pete Lee at the time. And um, I was commissioned to do, to do a mural on this uh, council flat wall across two walls. So I did the creation of Adam. Because I'm, I'm a kind of good muralist, like when I put my hand to it. And um, so we'd go out on the rave and then kind of come back and I'd be painting this fucking mural. And I only got half finished before they got evicted from the flat. But oh. he, he had speakers set up in every room in this flat. So I was like having a bit of a bad do on a cowie one night. And I was in the toilet and then this track came on and just like... It just blew my mind. Sorted your crack out. Proper sorted us out, aye. So it's, um, aye, where do I begin? Sweet. Um, well, I'll tell you what the best place to begin is. It's probably press and play on this track. So I hope everyone enjoys a little bit of Chemical Brothers. We've played Chemical Brothers before, but not this track. Um, so here is, for the GOAT moment, where do I begin?
Ewell, that's a little bit of Chemical Brothers. Uh, we like a bit of Chemical Brothers. Well, I like a bit of Chemical Brothers. Do you mind Chemical Brothers? I quite like Chemical Brothers. Yeah, I like a bit of Chemical Brothers. Electronical power weapon stuff is outstanding. Yeah, they just do such a wide range of shit, like, so... And shit meaning stuff, not shit meaning as in shit Like Barbie and Barbie, Barbie, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. Exactly like that, mate. You've nailed it. E, well, we've come to the end of another one of these podcasts. We've actually managed to get a whole interview done, Addy. I know, I'm um, surprised with his voice. It was, it's dipping. Yeah, he's, you know, it is. Over the course of the podcast, you're becoming more and more understandable. But uh, during the podcast, it's getting more and more hurdy. Yeah, well, that's it. He's in pain. He's turning away the rum now. Um, at least you don't sound as much like the Tasmanian devil now. No. Because like, at the start, it was a big... Uh, it took a while to get the uh, yeah that's alright we're nearly there we're up to section 10 which is personal anthems so was this a hard one to pick Coops aye it was actually was there just loads of loads when, of different candidates there was there was a couple aye and I just was thinking about because I've had obviously I really don't is like is it cold chisel cheap wine <laughs> sure <laughs> let's go with a couple of ones that got close but didn't make the cut well, I just Jason put, Donovan and Kylie <laughs> Especially for you. Um, uh, and anyone who's not in on the neighbours jokes and doesn't know me, although I've actually got a cat. Chris, Craig McLaughlin. Who's the other one? Aurora. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Lola. Yeah. God damn it, they're horrendous, aren't they? Yes. yes. Who was the other one? There was another one. Stephen Dennis. Stephen Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> Gonna make you feel good. Is it not Holly Valance? Oh, yeah. Holly, Holly Valance, and then there was... Um, but she was also in... Uh, what was the terrible film? Dead or Alive? Yeah. That was terrible. Terrible film. It was a terrible film. It was nothing like the video game. No. No. Not at all. Um, so, apart from these... No, I was... I kind of... Like, my personal anthems of like, kind of, like... It's come from being in Australia, because obviously I don't want to be there, but I'm not going to bore you with a complicated story of why I've been stuck there for such a long time. Um... But I will be home in, within two years, so that's the plan. Um, so there's just been like a couple of tracks that's kind of got me out of like feeling really low. And out really, of your funk. I out of the really funk down under. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, absolutely couldn't help myself there. Like, um, no, like some really depressive moments, and like what what does get us out of stuff is um, Johnny Swagman. What? What's a Johnny Swagman? Black pie and pillar park. That's Australian anthem, isn't it? I haven't got a fucking clue, mate. I've never been. No. Like, the, uh, more, no. the biggest Australian anthem I've ever heard is probably fucking Men at Work. Is that not an Australian... Is that actually an anthem down there? Do they hate it? I have no idea, because I don't really kind of... Do you not go out? Do you not intermingle? Uh, I try not to. You try not to? Like, right? I do, but, like, I'll go to venues that are playing banging music rather than, like... Where you got to go and talk to people. Yeah. Like, I just... <laughs> you know what's right? That's by a billabob. It's nearly as bad as playing Rolf Harris tying the kangaroo down on our pedo plank. Fuck. There you go. Did you do a pedo plank? We did two. We did two. Yeah. We did two pedo planks. You did two pedo planks. Hi. Fucking hell. It was genius. It was absolutely genius. She picked Bowie, though. Oh, it's I once wrote an essay confirming and denying the fact that David Bowie was a paedophile. I'll, uh, I'll show you it if you're interested. Um, uh, it's not that interesting. Um, but my mum was into Bowie, so, yeah. Well, that's good. 
I'm yeah. still in a Bowie. I would, and he's dead. Um, wouldn't stop us. But in any case, so let's get on to the, so the, I, the was, real victims of the Yeah, it was, it was actually, it was between two, and it, it rolled into, like, one thing that gets me out of, like, being really low and being really depressed is fitness. Right. And I've been a runner since I was 10-year-old, do you know what I mean, on and off. Um, but more recently, I've kind of got into planking and gym and stuff like that. Um, so I like tunes that are going to make us feel a bit good. So this one, I was actually... Gonna like, make you feel good. Oh, my God. He's kind of going full circle. He's not going to let you get away with this. Like, uh, if you keep setting them up, you'll keep batting them away. I'm trying not get, to. Well, that's it. You've got, right. to, you've got to learn how to not set the little shit up. <laughs> It's really, thing. really hard. He's, he's, a, he's a six foot shit. He is like. Yeah, even when he's sick. The only shit that's bigger than him is Bono, and that's only because Bono is <laughs> an inch taller than him. Like, and it's only the hat, isn't it? Yeah. It's the hat and the sunglasses. He'd be more famous, you know. He's famous in France, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I've been reliably informed. Don't talk about the French. Have you got a problem with the French? Ex-husband. Oh, is he French? <laughs> Oh, moving on, yeah. moving on. Right, so my personal anthem, it was it was between, it was a chasing status track or um, I've gone Maximo Park. But no, Maximo Park, love you, Lucas. I am, I'm going Maximo Park, but the Mark Ronson version of Apply Some Pressure. Because honestly, this track, right, when I'm at my lowest moment, just gets us every time and like lifts us up. So I just think it's me personal anthem. Yeah, that's all right, that's fine. That's I also teach you for Maximo Park at their first gig. And Paul sang with them in the head of steam in Newcastle. Wait, what did you play? Fucking just old school and fucking dance music. Right, I like I don't know why but I pictured like a really young cheeky chappy. How do you play in like industrial Dutch hardcore or something before Maximo Park? Nah. Have you ever had one of those bottles of Maximo Park Brown Ale? No. I've no. never tasted one, but I know where there is one. <laughs> Uh, in Tony's house, who was who bum rushed the show <laughs> earlier, they've got a bottle of Maximo Park Brown Ale, and it's the one that his wife will not let him drink, so it'll always be the one that got away from get him. Get in, get in. Like, hopefully he'll, he'll have listened back, and he'll be like, oh, Mrs., I'm, I'm going to go and try, I'm going to go and drink your brown ale. Um, but no, that sound, it's been really nice getting to sit down and talk with you. Me and Addy treasure our patrons very much, yeah, don't we, yeah, Addy? So much. Um, and it's wonderful that so what you do helps us much. contribute to what we do, um, which is basically just talk shit about music and put yeah. a few random tunes together and get on the wrong side of YouTube. Um, but in any case, we'll leave the podcast um, for now, or your selections of the podcast the way we always do, which is with you introducing your own personal anthem. So, um, It is Maximo Park, the Mark Ronson version, Apply Some Fresher. Some pressure.
podcast is available absolutely everywhere to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave you can find us on twitter at on the rave you can find us on youtube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on instagram that's my favorite one then where you can find us on the rave with addy and gav where you can see pictures of what addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent off all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, goodness. oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. E well, would you know it? We got all the way to an end. Another oh, end gosh. of another one of those motherfucking podcasts, Addy. How are you feeling? You know what? You sound a lot better than when we first saw it. Yes, I'm turning to science to save me. Turn, turn into science to save me. Indeed, it's, uh, the, it's the only way. Science is the future. The future is not listening to fucking lying doctors. It's just relying on my own scientific endeavours. There's no better scientific endeavour than me picking the scientific track of the week. Right, brilliant. So, 
to end this, the 28th of our Hardcore History podcast, Addy. Um, how deep have you had to delve into your rucksack of scientific shenanigans? This is one that I definitely played at the Cooperage, like, last track of the night. So just something very special to my heart that I, I'd actually almost forgot about this track and then it just popped up in a little timeline and I was just like, oh... You're, oh. a, you're a saucy scientific bastard, you. <laughs> and this is the masterful Otto van Chirac oh. with Another Night, Another Reeve. Oh, my Lord. Uh, this is a beast. Otto's a good guy. He gave me a T-shirt for my birthday because Ed Cox made all of Bangface sing Happy Birthday to us. Um, we love a bit of Otto, so let's get that blasted out forward. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to our science and shenanigans. Next time out... We're going to have our other beautiful patron um, hopefully coming Ollie. on the show. So, Ollie, get ready. Um, uh, and for now, we will leave you all with some delitish. Delitish? Delitish. Some delitish Otto Van Chirac. I have been Gav. Um, Addy. Uh, <laughs> he's a croaky, croaky Addy. And it is time for us to say that we are officially. I'm off the rave and back on the deathbed. <laughs> It hasn't worked its way from the testicles. Um, I wanted to know if it was true that cum turns your teeth white.
he's gonna get feces on his penis. from Alternate. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency. This is Slipmat and you're in tune to the On The Rave. On The Rave. On The Rave. Podcast. Watch your bass spins, I'm telling you. <laughs> 